are listening to the Subtle Forces Podcast. I am your host and resident typewriter poet, Anja Not Anja Seeger, here to read aloud some of the best of the commissions I received at the Chalk Festival the other week. These were commissions for love letters, insult letters, advice, a whole bunch of different things, and I had well over 60 orders that I had to fulfill at this festival. So I went through and I picked out the best ones that I thought would be most entertaining to hear. And I should give you the warning that this is a episode that covers the full range of human experience. While there are plenty of sweet love letters and poems for children that I will be reading aloud, there are also some spikier pieces because I have to be able to access the full range of human emotion and scenario for the random customers who meet me on the street asking for commissions. So, if you are a person who values a strong sense of propriety and do not enjoy topics involving sex or swearing, this is probably not the episode for you because I have to meet people where they're at so that I can do the magic that is called for to lighten their spirit and bring them back to being a member of the greater community. And everyone comes from a different place in their head and their life, and different things are called for different people. And I honor that. So... I wanted to show you the great diversity of scenarios because that is what it's like to be a typewriter poet on the street. You never know who's going to need what next. So one minute you're writing a love poem from a hamster and the next moment you're writing an insult letter to your boss. You have to be able to feel all the feels. And that's the deal. And now a reading of what I would consider the best of the commissions I received at the Chalk Festival the other week. My only pandemic era appearance as a typewriter poet. I don't know when the next time I'll do it again will be because I want everyone to be safe. So get vaccinated and I'll do it again sometime. For the 12-year-old girl who has a lot of friends, 
but her friends are kind of mean in that they tell her that she sucks frequently and she doesn't know what to think about that. Whenever a friend tells you, you suck, it is a shortened way of saying, you suck the sour out of my day. You drink the loneliness that I feel and I am left not dry or parched, but enlivened, ready again to face the challenge of pubescence. The emotions, the pains, the fears cannot take hold and control me when you suck as you do. Thank you. For the Wisconsinite who moved to Kentucky and hates it, and can't wait to move back to Wisconsin. Kentucky is the place of wanting to be anywhere else because behind every hill there is a long nose ready to prod your belly. Where are the babies ready to prod your wallet? Where are the dollars ready to file you? Dumpster or treasure by one vote alone too tumultuous. I want the flat certainty of Wisconsin roads. Humble, docile, homeland. And now an insult letter to the brother who is moving out from the younger brother who is moving into the older brother's former room. Trust me, I'm going to need a bucket of bleach to scrub the popped pimple juice off the walls of my deserved new room the day you move out. Maybe if your curls weren't glued on with glue sticks, you'd be able to adult your way into a job or a relationship, not hewn of silt. But you are 100% fake. Love your brother. Here is a letter to a man's beautiful wife. Your beauty seeps and it sweeps all other concern away. Your beauty is the first thing I say to sum you up, though your beauty cannot be defined within expected parameters. Your beauty is an emotion a way of transcribing daily life, a view from your perch of experience, a radiance from your eyes, hair, and skin. It is a mystery that keeps me asking, what else is possible to love? For Clarice, the cabinet maker, who said that she wants to reinvent herself. Clarice cannot be defined forever. She is energy that bends, that gathers molecule by molecule. Some memory is retained, and for that there are cabinets built by her own hand. 
Here is a collection of all the prior interpretations of Clarice, whose goodness cannot be trapped in an object, or a body, or an idea. Someone asked me for advice on how to be a more courageous, unafraid poet. How is your poetry closet decked out? Do you go there every day? How short can a poem be? Is it more of a poem when spoken aloud or just read to yourself? And why is safety necessary to deliver a poem when the whole world already hates the existence of poetry? Is it more of a poem when you write it alone or when you share it with someone? These are the questions that begin your freedom, but the next ones you ask will answer. A story for a college student who is confused. Once there was a pluop, ripe and fresh, that wanted to be transformed by the sun to a perfect prune. So the pluot rolled to Madison and tried a math class, but there was no sun in that lecture hall. Meanwhile, weak but steady rays basked the pluot in the psych and poli-sci departments. There is no reason to receive sun in just one setting or position, realized the lightly wrinkling pluot. So I might as well dry from all angles, and this way I will gain the most wrinkles until I dry. The father of a new baby asked me for some advice. Buy the biggest set of symbols you can and join in the hubbub. The baby crying does not have to be alone in their howling hullabaloo. You may be turning 40, but that just means you are 40 times a baby. So let yourself rack it along to the pandemonium. Like a barking mad cow diseased zombie apocalypse survivor. You can do this. This next one goes out to the kid who wanted me to write a poem about dinosaurs. Dancing dinosaurs continue their ancient tradition, bobbing their long necks flapping their tyrannosaurus arms into wings, claws into flippers, sawing necks, these swans, scale grace, keep moving egg to egg, cracking. 
woman asked me to write a love letter for her husband. And when I asked her what made her husband special, she said that she could be herself around him. My ears have heard you, and the lesson has been trained in me. I have no reason to paint another face over my own. I can be unfiltered and even spiky like a burr. And you tell me that is perfect. Velcro was invented that way. And just like Velcro, I stick to you tight. Wake me up. You do. I wake up excited to wake you. I live for the salt of your skin. I prelude to my breakfast. Ugh. The highest of all emotions is the excitement when you come home. Just watch my wiggle butt jump. Why, yes, that was a poem from a dog to a little girl. And here is some advice for someone entering high school. High school is the opportunity to test the limits of who you think you can be. Quiet, loud, nerdy, athletic. Ask yourself each day, what is something I can do today that will make me slightly uncomfortable, vulnerable, open to learning where your borders can be moved and where they are solid, it makes the rest of life all the more clear. A woman emerging from divorce asked me for some dangerous advice involving the word discombobulate. Discombobulate? It's too late. That has already been your fate. So, from now on, carry a laser pointer in your pocket. And whenever someone tries to fling their bullshit on you, turn your pointer on and aim it at their heart and say, That's all you, not me. Deal with it. I am out of here, dear. A mother of a high schooler came up to me and said that her daughter won't stop swearing at her and calling her a bitch and telling her to go fuck herself and everything. So she wanted a story that would teach her daughter to have a little more consideration and definitely manners when dealing with her mother. Once, I knew this girl. We were in high school, and she had some serious, serious tude. She would get dropped off by her mom two blocks away from school, so as not to be seen with mom. And still, we would all hear her shout, Fuck you! But then, I think her mom went to a witch shop or something. And the next thing you know, every time this girl would shout, Fuck you! 
her mom would, and this is not suitable for children, so if you are a child, close your ears. Her mom would go into orgasm. Loud. Louder than any orgasm in the history of copulation. It was pure magic, and it was more embarrassing than any flippant remark this girl had. So you better watch out. Someone who's quitting their job soon wanted an insult letter that they could just hand out instead of doing an exit interview. But I think they were joking. Take this in lieu of an exit interview, you rumpled senseless brute whose rudeness is the one consistency of your work ethic to growl and nip. It took me a while, but when I realized you are a feral sheepdog with a lack of identity or even a confidence in yourself under the layers of fake boss play acting, it became abundantly clear it was time to leave you to lick your own piles of shit. Bye, you punctured pussing anus. A kid who is about to enroll in her first French class and is nervous about it received the following advice. Without French, we would not have Monet, Manet, half the cheese of the grocery store, or most of the techniques you learn in art class. Much of French... You already know. Baguette, chic, click, bouquet, detour. French and English are the same language mixed together. A mosaic for you to piece together all the rest of your life. Sometimes... I leave my room to chase the sun on your yoga mat in your room where you stretch. I stretch. I want what you have sometimes. And I don't mean objects. I mean attention. I want to pay attention to what you attend to. I want to feel your presence in the present where our universes collide. We are one. Meom. Yes. That was a letter from the cat. A little while after the mother of the potty mouth high school student received that story, the very potty mouth teenager herself came up to me and asked 
for an insult love letter to her mom. Mom, I want to thank you for lowering the bar of what it means to be a bitch. Where the bar once meant to be anti-man, hopelessly unmarriageable, independent. Bitch now means something more like a female in touch with her anger and her right to be anything she wants within or outside of gender norms. And when I say fuck you, I am not going to hell. I am getting empowered to advocate for what is called for and what is not. I learned the line from you and I am forever feral. When I handed this over, the high schooler did not appreciate what I had written and complained a little bit, but the man who I believe is the father figure in her life said, no, this is exactly what was called for. Sunshine and Leaf, two cats who don't get along. Sunshine and Leaf, except the leaf is the kind that cannot handle too much sun. And the sun is from another universe and was never meant to shine on this planet, let alone this leaf. And so the two of them are one hot, scratchy mess, and yowza, ouch, ouch, ouch. A woman who is now single after a long history of bad men asked me to write a love letter to her future lover. My sweetest too sweet one, Ever since I was a little girl, I thought I was supposed to rehearse for you, to make the gauze thicker, the smoke redder, and the love tangier. But I kept getting runs in my fishnets, and my costume tangled, tying me to the tracks, train wreck after train wreck. So when you came at me all... normal? I didn't recognize you. Not even when you chased me, because I thought you were boring. Cause you're no devil looking to pluck out my tears with your miserable claws. No, you're just straight up mellow. You could be anyone, normal, except you choose to be someone kind, steady, and attentive patient with my moods, open to my curiosity. And this was someone who just wanted a poem about life. Even the alewives rotting smell like a reward for noticing that you are here, still unsmushed, your dandelion flowers still full. May your perspective 
drink back from life to spling you tipsy. Sometimes when I'm writing, I just invent words like spling to spling you tipsy. S-P-L-I-N-G. Spling. Feel free to write into the Subtle Forces podcast and tell me what the proper definition of spling is. Someone always has to ask me what the meaning of life is. The answer to this question is so bright, human minds typically blow out when exposed to its rays. Even my typewriter tends to jam so overwhelmed by the brilliance. But the best thing, the clearest signal from space that is played in a frequency you can understand is coming in from planet Wulosk in asteroid belt 74-3. There, on the terrain of the famously copper banks of the Wulosk Bay is a single organism called a spid, the only one of its kind. It will never mate or replicate. It will leave no DNA legacy when it croaks. It is just a worm that inches exactly like our own Earth's inchworm. It inches, perhaps because it is curious and doesn't want to see only what there is to see in one position in its one life. It just keeps moving, following its curiosity, and seems fulfilled. Thank you to all who came out to the Museum of Wisconsin Art and saw me typing at the Chalk Festival. Thank you to my brother, Anton Seeger, for creating all of the soundscapes that were used in today's show. If you enjoyed our show, I highly encourage you to leave a review on whatever app it is you are using to listen to us on because leaving reviews helps our show to reach more ears. And remember, when encountering any subtle force, you have both your logic and your feelers with which to interpret it.